Easterman from MLive and Michigan's Best, and we continue our podcast series with Michigan Sugar, makers of Pioneer Sugar, today with Jim Rollman, who is the Executive Vice President of Michigan Sugar. Jim, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Good. That's awesome to hear. Well, I'm excited to talk to you um, about the agriculture side of the business because actually right now, Michigan Sugar is in the midst of the harvest. You guys are bringing the sugar beets in from the fields and they're starting to go through the process of making sugar. So this must be an incredibly busy time for everyone at Michigan Sugar. It is incredibly busy. Um, it's going to get a little bit busier later. Uh, right now, we're bringing in just enough um, beets so that the factory can slice them. Um, at about the mid-October time frame, we will start stockpiling sugar beets, and that's when it really gets crazy. But uh, we've got a beautiful crop in the ground right now, and it is an exciting time of the year for, for both the employees and the growers of, of Michigan Sugar Company. Now, you guys have over 900 grower owners who are, they own the company, and they also grow for you as farmers, which I think is a really amazing part of the business. But what is that like trying to manage all these different farms and all their product coming in to be processed? You know, I mean, they're world-class farmers. So in terms of their ability to grow a phenomenal crop, um, they, they have the wherewithal to do that. We do have an ag staff um, that is comprised of field consultants, which, are, which serve as crop advisors for them. So we scout fields and um, try to help them manage their crop. And we also have a phenomenal research department. We test over 300 different seed varieties every year. And so <clears throat> through that testing um, and through some of our, the testing of seed and agronomic practices, we come up with some pretty nice solutions for them. So in terms of managing them, we really don't manage them. We, we give them a lot of beneficial tools. We do a lot of research for them. We make recommendations, um, sometimes um, fairly strong recommendations. Um, but in terms of the seed that they grow, um, we have this variety approval system that they're a part of. So um, we, we, that part of the business, we kind of do um, some collaborative work on and come up with the right seed. But they're phenomenal growers. They take great care of the crop. They're used to um, facing adversity. Uh, they can adapt very quickly. And um, we're just very, very grateful to have them as, as the shareholders and uh, as the quote unquote root of our business. <laughs> Good one. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you sometimes, you, that you're looking, you're testing um, different types of seeds upwards of 300. So is every field a different kind of sugar beet or are they all the same every year? How does that work? Um, we test probably 300 different varieties. Uh, there's probably 12 that are um, approved. So in a sugar beet field, you, you'll probably see one of 12 to 20 different um, varieties. Um, but they're all tailored towards um, different growing conditions, different ground has different disease pressures, uh, different insect pressures. So. We, we try to tailor the seed to, to the growing area and, and the ground that the farmers are growing beets on. And there's that much differentiation, even just in the Thumb region of Michigan. There really is. It's, um, it's primarily disease and insect pressure that makes the difference in the seed variety. So um, if there's a certain fungus that a certain region is more susceptible to, uh, we'll plant a, a seed that's more resistant to that type of um, environmental pressure. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yo, yeah. I was, 
there's so much science behind farming. I think people mm -hmm. tend to forget how much you guys work on, on getting that right every single year. It is. I mean, the, from both the variety testing and then you got the whole precision farming um, part of, of the business too. We, we've done some prescriptions where we do some variable uh, rate seed planting um, for some of these growers and um, they've had great success with that too. But um, our growers are very progressive. Um, they, they like technology, uh, they like new equipment, and they're just, they're just top-notch first-class growers. They really that's are. Great to, that's great to hear. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I've been really interested in with um, Pioneer Sugar and Michigan Sugar is um, your claims of being farm-to-table. And a lot of places claim that nowadays. It's, it's very hip to say you're farm-to-table, but you guys truly are going direct from the fields and then onto my plate or into my pie, right? We really are. I mean, we, from, from the time the seed goes in the ground, our owners and shareholders nurture and care for the crop. They harvest the crop. Uh, Michigan Sugar takes the crop in. Uh, we turn sugar beets into sugar, um, put it in a package and it arrives on your table. So the farm to table story is, um, a real analogy and metaphor for Michigan Sugar Company. It, it truly is what we do. Yeah, talking to some of your farmers, I, I love hearing them say with so much pride that, you know, the, the sugar beet is in the ground today and, and within a few weeks, they can go and purchase it off the shelf to use in their own homes, which is so yeah. cool. <laughs> it is cool, it is cool. And they take great pride in that. They take great pride of their farms and they take great pride of, of the company that they own, uh, their investment, in the company is has been phenomenal and uh, we're very, very appreciative and grateful for what they do for us all. Great, well, Jim, tell me about this year's crop. How is it looking? What can we can we expect a, a great yield this year and any anything uh, new on the horizon for Michigan Sugar in the fields next year? I mean, this year we've got, we faced a lot of adversity and we got into the field fairly early uh, we got hit with an early frost that uh, forced us to replant about 30,000 acres. Then we got some flooding uh, around the May time frame that um, damaged a small portion of our crop. We got a blistering July with no rain. Um, and then August came and it was our, our growers and our crop just responded beautifully. And we've got excellent health of our crop. We've got great stands. We've got um, our sugars are climbing every day. This fall-like weather that we're experiencing right now is perfect for um, the development of sugar. So um, we're in a very, very fortunate, good place. Um, we expect um, about a third, 29 and a half to 30 ton crop overall as an average. Our sugars, we're expecting to have an average sugar around 18%, which is pretty normal for us. Um, the thing that we did differently different this year is we started in mid-August, which is the earliest we started harvest in recent history. So um, that was a change for us. Uh, we planted more acres this year than we have in the past, but um, so far so good. I mean, I, you know, knock on wood, we were in a very, very good position. Um, fall weather and early November weather has bit us um, in the past, so we're very conscious of that. Um, but we're hopeful that we can start our permanent stockpiling process in mid-October and have them all harvested by the first week of November. 
I'm just curious, why did you guys decide to start harvesting early in August this year? We planted more acres this year. And so the way our business works is um, until the weather gets cold enough, we bring just enough beets in that the factories can slice. And then when the weather gets cold enough, we start stockpiling them. And our refrigerator is the outside temperature. Oh. And so we have to kind of plan for when the weather's gonna get warmer. So around that March 15th timeframe, we really can't rely on mother nature to preserve our beets anymore. So um, we have a time frame of about mid-October, mid mid-late October through March uh, where these things can store outside. So we have to kind of plan that. And since we planted more acres, we, we had really nice yields. We, we had to start a little bit earlier this year. Sounds like a good problem to have, right, Jim? It is. <laughs> it is a good problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well. I really appreciate you taking some time to share more of the story of Michigan Sugar with us and our MLive readers. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Michigan Sugar, you can go to michigansugar.com. And of course, you can follow along of our whole podcast series right here on Facebook. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Amy.